This episode of the Castle Home Inspection Podcast is brought to you by us, Castle Home Inspection. Castle provides expert certified property inspection services in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. As your personal building consultants, we thoroughly inspect all major components of a property to expose defects and advise on potential maintenance your home may need. We back our home inspection services with the area's best backed warranties and guarantees. For more information or to book an inspection 24-7, visit castleinspectors.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Castle Home Inspection Podcast. My name is Michael from Castle. Hope everyone had a really happy, healthy, and safe holiday season. Looking forward to 2021 and seeing all you real estate agents sell some homes, all you home buyers find the house of your dreams, and hopefully us uh, telling you there's nothing wrong with your home when we inspect it. On today's show, we've got three segments. We're going to be talking about how to prevent frozen water pipes in your home during the winter months in Chicagoland. We're going to dig into some more information about radon and why it's important for you to test and an Ask Your Inspector segment. Let's go. So far, the Chicago winter hasn't been all that bad, but if you've lived here for more than a while, you know that the polar vortex can rear its frozen head at any time. While there are multiple components in your home that can be adversely affected by severe weather, right now we're going to focus on the water supply pipes. First, try and identify supply piping that might be vulnerable to the effects of extreme temperatures. The first places you want to check are sinks or plumbing features that are on exterior walls and non-insulated piping in places like crawl spaces or non-climb controlled areas. The two most popular methods, while not energy efficient, do have a decent track record of being effective for preventing frozen pipes. First up, running water. You may have heard the old saying that running water doesn't freeze. Uh, The science behind this is pretty tricky, but here is an oversimplification of that concept. While the temperature that water freezes at doesn't change, in order for moving water to freeze, it has to be much colder than the freezing point because moving water um, and the surrounding air, they mix together. As the water runs through the pipes, the edges of the water would freeze first, but the flowing water pushes the freezing surface areas downstream and thus preventing the pipes from freezing. Uh, Opening the faucets on sinks, even if it's just a little slow trickle, may be enough to keep your pipes from freezing up. The next method is utilizing warm air. While it isn't necessary to crank up your furnace to combat frozen pipes, it is a good idea to keep your thermostat set to a consistent temperature throughout the day and night. Oftentimes, in order to conserve energy, uh, people will utilize the programming features on their thermostats, let the house go uh, down a few degrees while they're away at work or at school, and then when they come home, they let it rise back up. However, when there's a possibility that your pipes could freeze, uh, every degree you have Uh, to help out with freeze prevention is going to work to your favor. Another way you can utilize that warm air is to open up cabinet doors in your kitchen and bathrooms, allowing the, uh, the warm air to reach your pipes. Also, if you have a crawl space that isn't climate controlled, consider leaving the access cover off to let some warm air make its way into that space. Do be responsible, though, uh, regarding these access covers. If you have children or pets or uh, anyone who could get injured by leaving the access open, keep them closed. If you believe your pipes have frozen, uh, a good indication could be uh, when you turn the faucet on, the water slowly drips out of the faucet. Um, That could be an indicator that you are dealing with a frozen pipe. It is very important that you reach out to a plumber or contractor uh, as soon as you can. 
thawing a pipe that has frozen, uh, especially if it's cracked or ha has burst, um, it can cause a lot of damage as water flow gets restored. Uh, those damaged pipes can leak uh, quite uh, excessively and do lots of damage, especially in finished basements. So definitely reach out to a contractor for help if needed. Radon tests have become common when purchasing a home. Here at Castle Home Inspection, we offer radon tests as an additional service to our home inspections. Having been called everything from the silent killer to the scammy upsell, let's dig into a little bit further what radon is and what it's all about. So what's the story with radon? So per the EPA website, radon is a naturally occurring radioactive gas that can cause lung cancer. Radon is inert, colorless, and odorless, so it's pretty much impossible to detect unless you have special gear to um, to detect its presence. As uranium in the ground soil around your house and underneath your house and your crawl space, as that breaks down, it releases radon gas as a byproduct. So outside, there is always trace levels of radon gas present, but they're not a health concern as they disperse quickly in the atmosphere. Your house, however, that's a completely different story. Radon gas produced in the ground soil under your home uh, can become trapped and accumulate into high levels in living spaces, and when breathed in, uh, radon has the potential to cause lung cancer. So obviously, if you're about to buy a house, you're going to want to make sure that you are not stepping into something that might cause you physical harm down the line. The testing procedure is pretty straightforward. What we have to do um, is follow the state guidelines, and, and basically we are required to test over every foundation type. So let's say you have a basement and then a crawl space area that is beneath a living room. We'd have to put a radon detection monitor down in the basement and then one over the crawl space in the living room um, as those could be potential hotspots for radon. The test is pretty simple. Uh, the monitors just sit there. They don't make any sounds. Um, a couple of ones we have a, a red light blinks every once in a while, but they're non-invasive. They, uh, they don't irritate anybody. They can't you know, they don't, they're not emitting any signals, nothing like that. They are just basically taking a measurement of the temperature, the air pressure, the humidity in the air, and then what the radon levels are present. Um, the test is required to go for 48 hours. So let's say we do an inspection on a Wednesday. We drop off the radon monitor. We'll come back on Friday and pick it up, take it back to the lab, download the results, and then the report will then average the radon readings for those 48 hours into your final reading. That number, that's the number we're looking at uh, when measuring for radon. In the state of Illinois, the action level is 4.0. So if we get that measurement back and that average number is at 4.0 or above, uh, we recommend that mitigation occur. If the number comes back below 4.0 but above 3, it's usually a good idea to uh, just test every once in a while to make sure that number isn't creeping up over that 4.0 range. There are a lot of variables that can affect that final number, um, depending on what time of year it is, what the weather's doing. Um, all these different variables can sometimes work together to change that number, um, sometimes slightly, um, rarely, ex you know, extremely. Um, but it's a good idea that if you are anywhere near 4.0, just kind of keep in mind it might be a good idea to continue to retest. So what happens if the radon test comes back at 4.0 or above and we recommend that mitigation occur? What does that mean? How do they mitigate uh, a house for radon? There are two common types of systems for mitigating a house. There's a passive system and an active system. 
these two systems are very similar, except that the active system has a fan component. In both systems, cracks and other possible radon entry points are sealed, while a PVC pipe is installed into the slab of the home that allows a path of egress for radon gas. An active system is the same thing, except the mitigator will add a powered fan. And what that fan does is it creates a negative air pressure pull that um, draws the radon to the exit point and then out of the home. In new construction, it's becoming more common to find passive systems just installed automatically that can be later equipped with a powered fan should uh, radon levels become an issue. But most homes that haven't been sold since 2000 probably don't have a passive system in it. The only way to know for sure what your radon levels are in your home is to have your home tested. The reason why we encourage our clients to do a radon test is uh, you want to find that information out prior to closing. If the radon test comes back high and your home needs to be mitigated, that's something you can usually negotiate with your real estate agent and your attorneys during the closing process so that you can offset the cost of what that mitigation system might run you. The only way to know for sure what the result is going to be is to do a test. For more information about radon, mitigation, or to schedule a test if you're in the Chicagoland area, visit castleinspectors.com. The Ask Your Inspector segment is up next, but first, a quick word from one of our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Our Ask Your Inspector question today comes from Kevin from Palatine. He asks, are home inspections required for new construction? I've got a house being built right now. My agent is telling me to get one, even though the builder comes with warranties for the first year of the home. Thoughts? Kevin, thank you so much for writing in. Appreciate your question. Uh, Very good question. So there's two things here. First off, um, it's important to remember just in general that home inspections are not required in any real estate transaction but it's a really good idea. Think about it like this. You're about to spend um, however much money on your new home or your next home. It is a very big investment. It is a very big financial decision. Uh, You're going to want to have as much information as you can so you can make an informed decision when moving forward. With new construction, yeah, absolutely. Um, We have a saying around Castle that uh, there's no such thing as a perfect house. And uh, five years as a home inspector, I can absolutely attest to the fact that that is the case. With new construction, the things we're looking for are a little bit different than, say, a home that's 25 years old, right? So, for example, in a new construction home uh, with a brand new basement, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of issues, hopefully, uh, with the foundation or cracking. Sometimes it takes a couple of years, a couple of of freeze-thaw season cycles to kind of see how the house is going to settle and what structural issues might develop. So some of of those types of things we can't really spot right away because the house just hasn't enough time yet to show us um, where the issues are going to be. So what we do is we, we tend to focus on things um, that are, are not completed, uh, things that are, are done wrong, things that could be dangerous, or something that just wasn't done at all. I've actually done new home inspections where uh, toilets hadn't been put in yet at all. So um, these are the kind of things that you want to know prior to closing. That way that you know if there is anything that wasn't completed, if there is anything that was done wrong, if there was anything that could be a potential safety issue, that you have that information prior to closing so that you can go to your builder and say, hey, before we get into this house, we'd really like for these things to be done. One of the struggles with warranties is that, you know, there's 
red tape you have to go through to get these things done, right? So um, if you have something that we can alert to the builder prior to you closing and not have to go through all the rigmarole of contacting the warranty company and then going back to the builder, if we can get that done for you before you move in, it's going to make the move-in process a lot more fun and hopefully a lot less stressful. Thanks, Kevin, for that awesome question and congratulations on your new home. All right, this concludes this episode of the Castle Home Inspection Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you picked up some good information today that'll help you be a better real estate agent or a better home buyer or homeowner. If you'd like to submit a question to the Ask Your Inspector segment, please do so at michael at castleinspectors.com or by using the contact form on the website. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. We've got some cool stuff coming up in the next couple episodes. We're hoping to do our very first Castle Inspection Inspector Roundtable where all the guys get together and talk about some, some things that we've seen out in the field. We also have some interviews coming up with some real estate agents and some real estate attorneys. I'm sure they'll have some great information to pass on to you as well. If you need us for a home inspection, you can book one online 24-7 at castleinspectors.com.